Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. You know that. You can also read my work on ESPN.com. I've had several stories up throughout the early part of training camp, and I will have plenty more as we continue. Let's get to the practice today because today was the first day of full pads, and I, I'll be honest, folks. Like this is. This is when it starts to get a little bit more fun. The CBA has cut down how many times you can have padded practices, et cetera. But that first day is always fun. And, you know, it's funny because in the past you'd have shoulder pads and a lot of guys would be in shorts. Well, now they're putting on thigh pads, et cetera. So protect them a little bit more, but also gives you a better feel. You know, certainly gives it more like a more of a game like feel, I guess. But also with the fans in the stands. It's just more energetic. You hear the screaming for big plays. You hear the screaming for big collisions. That is always fun. And even after practice, just a little two cents. It's after practice, hearing the screams for players to come over and sign autographs and just having that energy back again has just been really nice, even for reporters, because it's, it's just more fun when you have energy around a team. So there you go. That's my little two cents. Let's get to the practice. So again, Full pad practice. They started off with nine on seven work. They were doing the D line and the, the nine on seven offense defense on one end. Then they had one on ones at the other end with the corners or the defensive backs and the receivers. So your tension kind of gets split two ways. So, you know, you're kind of what I'm doing is watch. I'm sitting down there by the one on one so I can get a good feel for that while also looking down into the lines from behind the defensive line. And what you saw was a defensive line that's just really good. And this offensive line is not yet ready to, to look, to be honest, to look good against this front. One of the best fronts in the NFL. We know that. So what does this mean for the offensive line? Well, I think there's an absolute work in progress. And I think, you know, is it, it's, it's not a deeply talented group. So they're going to have to work really well together. And, you know, maybe the more they face a line like that, the better off they're going to be in the long run because you're not going to face many defensive fronts like this, but you will face some and they're going to have to handle it. And I'll be curious to see how it goes because there's going to be a lot of questions about that front as we continue throughout camp and going into the season. And, you know, they just, they're going to have to play well together. That's the bottom line. Anyway, the D line looks much better right now and they should. That's, that's the, that's the group that has been together for several years there are four first round picks on that front. If they didn't look good right now, there would be some problems. Offensive line, you have starters at four new starters at four positions. That's going to lead to some issues. And again, we're not talking about um, a first round rookie attack. We got a veteran tackle and Andrew Wiley, Cosme, Gates, Charles, and, and Leno. So again, they have to work well together. Anyway, in the nine on seven, I thought one guy who actually did pretty well was linebacker David Mayo. This is set up for guys like him. You're just running the ball. He can come downhill. He he diagnoses the run very well. That's what he's done. He's a backup. He's a fourth linebacker. 
We know all that. That's what he's best at. But he does play the run well. Had a good pop on Antonio Gibson and, you know, got met him in the hole. That was good. John Bates did get Mayo on a block at one point. Um, another guy that I saw make one play, at least one one good play, when I was able to watch him was Jamin Davis. And yes, he was back at practice because I say that because he was he made a play. So he won under Sadiq Charles on Charles slanting to his right, and Davis go kind of knifes under him, gets in the hole, makes the tackle. A really good play. But again, you're there's nothing else to diagnose. You're you don't know where the run's going to go, but it's a run, so you know you know that. And there are some pass sets, pass action in there with tight ends. You may have a couple of tight ends lined up. One might fake a block and go out and route. But by and large, they're, they're running the ball. So you know that. And that is something that, you know, helps the defense quite a bit. But it's it's a fun time. And there were, again, I, t- I mentioned the, the Bates block, and that helped create a lane for Chris Rodriguez. But the big thing is just being physical. And that defense is certainly ahead of where the offense is right now. Now, Let's get over to the one-on-ones. And this is set up for receivers to win because you don't you they know where they're going to go. The defensive backs have no help. They can't funnel it anywhere. They're not playing a zone match and you're front, you know, pass off all that. It's just good old-fashioned one-on-one. And one of the first matchups I watched was Benjamin St. Juiced versus Jahan Dotson because that's just a very quality, it's a high quality matchup. And on this particular one, I thought Dotson did a really nice job getting um St. Juice turned around a little bit, but also he would have drawn a flag on this one because St. Juice became very handy down the field, grabbing and all that. You're out in the open field. That would have been called. But what I also like from Dotson is he was able to break away from that. And it was a nice ball by Howell just over the top of St. Juice. Good catch. It was up high, but and, and Dotson makes the grab. Nice play by him, but very handy by St. Juice. And he's had a really good camp, as I told you yesterday. And I thought Dotson had as strong a day as anybody today with several nice, several just, he gets open, man. Several nice grabs and third and two situations I'll get into later. And one of the things I really like about him is that he, last year when they were, you know, you saw the offense struggling, he was getting open all the time. It wasn't a matter of him not getting open. It was a matter of him not always getting the ball, but he was getting open. And that's a good sign for him and for them going forward. Um. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, by the way, they did sign a running back, Derek Gore. He played with Kansas City, no relation to Frank Gore, but he played in Kansas City. So that's a guy. He was out here today. You know, not not a whole lot on him, but that just wanted to mention that. Um, liked Byron Pringle. I, I mentioned him yesterday. Had a nice little comeback route against Emmanuel Forbes. I caught the ball. After that play, Forbes, I watched him. He kind of came back behind the line and he just started working on his technique a little bit just for a few seconds, just to kind of go over it in your head. Like, what do you need to do here? And I like stuff like that. You know, you you get beat on something and I say beat. It was a comeback route. But on situations like that, how can you play better? Well, you come back and you work on your craft a little bit more. And that's what he did. I did like that Forbes a couple of times, um, you know, there are a couple of times where he guys get got down the field on him, not horribly. But he's still able to use that length to make it a tougher throw and just, you know, either force the quarterback to put the ball a little bit more out to the outside, making it a tougher catch for the receiver. And we saw that one time with Deami Brown, and I thought Brown had got open a couple times down the field, which was a good sign. That's his role here. He's going to have to get open down the field and make some plays. Um, that's I think that's where his strength is. And if you can draw attention to – the Dotsons and the McLaurins underneath and get him down the field or Terry down the field. That's what they're going to have. That's how they're going to create some big plays. Another time. Oh, that, that was the other one with Forbes against Dotson. 
Dotson throws a double move at him. He wins a route, but the ball comes to the inside of 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 Dotson down the right side that's down the right sideline. And Forbes, because of his length, was able to get in and knock down that inside hand and break up the play. So that's where that length comes in handy. And then there was another time, Dotson against Danny Johnson. And I like watching Dotson because I think he's a really good route runner. This time, though, he tries, he kind of stems outside, wiggle, cut back inside. Danny Johnson stayed with them. Very patient defensive play by Johnson. Breaks up the pass. Nice job by Danny Johnson. Again, he's had a good camp, and that's what he needs to show. Uh, another time we had Forbes against, excuse me, St. Juiced against Gammy Brown and a lot of hand fighting down the field. Good throw by, by Howell. Uh, I, I believe he caught the ball, but you know, that was, it was a nice job by, by um, just a lot of hand fighting. And again, I think that's something that St. Juice is going to have to watch um, after the one thing I also like too, and this is something Ron Rivera talked about the other day, like guys encouraging each other. And a couple of years ago, he felt like it was too much offense against defense even after the drills. Well, the last couple of years, it's been a lot better. And today what you see is after the nine on seven, offensive guys slapping hands, linebackers sitting there waiting for the old lineman to come off, slapping hands with them, you know, just a good exchanges because it's good work. You're not going to win if you're not together. And, and I think that was something that Rivera pointed out the other day after during his press conference. And I saw some of that today. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-2-3-D-C. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. In 11 on 11, and again, lot of there was a lot of number two units versus the number one unit. So second D versus one O, uh, one one D versus second O, and one of the reasons I asked Ron Rivera about like purpose behind that, and you kind of know, but some of it is you want to see what these guys can do in case they have to go in a game. They have to face better competition. How do they handle it? And so you get a chance to see some of that, and you know that's part of it. And um, you know, so I think it gets some good work, and it gets the 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 offense defense looks against different guys that they're not haven't been accustomed to going up against. I thought when when the second uh, when the first O was going against second D, what you saw was a slight, at times, a more settled Sam Howell. And he had one throw where I really liked it. It just gets back there. They gave him a good pocket. You haven't always been seeing that with the, when they're going against the starters and gave him a good pocket, hits, hits Dotson on a crossing route, a very patient, very patient Howell in the pocket, nice ball. And that's the kind of stuff you want to see. But again, that's the second off defense. They're going to have to see a little bit more consistently, but, but a good job by Hall on that play. And 
you know, Howell had a better day today. A couple of days ago, not very good. Yesterday was better than Saturday, but not as, you know, he's, he's got to keep progressing. And today was a nice job, but that was a, a nice ball. He also had a really nice ball on one throw against the starters, and it was to Terry McLaurin down the right side. Maybe you saw a video of this on, on Twitter, uh, and Forbes kind of drops. His safety is planning and to drive over. He slips, but just a really good ball to where McLaurin, Terry McLaurin reaches out tips it one hand, grabs it, as, and then grabs it with both hands as he falls to the ground and then pops up and runs. But the safety, again, slipped on the play. I don't know if the safety would have gotten there in time, but it was a really good ball by Howell because he put it where no one else is going to have it, a shot at it, and a great catch by McLaurin. So they also worked a lot on third and two situations. Just, again, third and two, you can run or pass. And so they was it was a little bit more mixed, mixed um, plays there, not just run, not just pass. And I thought Dotson did a nice job here as well. Uh, a couple of nights, he and, he and Sam Howell, I think, are developing a nice connection. And you saw that here. And like I said, I, I'm a big fan of, of, um, of Jahan Dotson. I think, again, with the, and with the offensive line, we saw some of this in goal line situations too. They have to get better. And are they going to get the necessary push in those short yardage and goal line situations? Because you don't always see it. And it makes me wonder, how are you going to handle that with, and you're going to have to put a fullback in the backfield. And I, Bram Weinstein and I were talking about this on the sideline today about a guy like Alex Armand. Can you afford to keep him on the roster for when you need or want those fullback situations? Is it more game specific? Because some teams may, you may want to use it more against, you know, can Chris Rodriguez develop into a blocker that can help you in some of those situations? Because that's something that they hope to see as well. But can you keep a guy like Armand? If you do, you're keeping one less lineman, or one less tight end, probably. And can you do you want to do that? So just something to watch as camp goes on. Arma, by the way, did have one nice run. He spiked the ball after uh, in the end zone. And so there you go. Oh, F.A. Obada had a nice time disrupting one 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 screen pass, just clean rush, and Howell has to throw it at, the, at his feet. I felt um, Khalid Hudson did a nice job standing up Antonio Gibson on one run. He gets to the he gets to his spot fast, and that's always good. Also blew up a screen pass to Gibson as well in that series. I felt, oh, so we get one one-on-one O-line, D-line. And I I like the young Leno matchup because I thought like they, you know, it's funny because I watched and say Leno looked pretty good there. And someone else said, hey, Chase Young won both those reps against Leno. I thought it was pretty even. And I think that's a, that's that's not bad. And, you know, I I I even talked to Charles afterwards. What do you look for? What are you hoping to see in those things? You're not really measuring did I win or lose. It's more about technique. How are your feet? Where are your hands? That kind of thing. So if you're working on that, I think then the results you're going to end up to be fairly pleased with. And, you know, but again, it was a good matchup for, for those, both those guys. I'll tell you what, like I saw Cosme had used his feet really well one time against Deron Payne. Um, uh, Montez Sweat won with a bull rush against Wiley, just kind of drove him back. And then one of the things is like, this is not a drill that's made for Fideri Mathis or John Ridgeway. These guys are not pass rushers. They're run stoppers. And that's what you see. But in these drills, they don't, they're not going to flash. And there was one, but there was one time, this is the guy to watch now. I brought him up before, but Mason Brooks is a guard, right guard, goes up against Fideri Mathis and does a nice job, just stones him, right? And after the play, Juan Castillo is jumping up and down, throwing his arms up, just going crazy. So they say, hey, run it again. You get, you get beat like that. You want to see how a guy responds. Well, Mathis this time tries to go inside and Brooks just drives him to the ground. 
And Castillo jumps up again. In fact, when I saw him afterwards, I saw him kind of rubbing the back of his hamstring. I wonder if he pulled a hamstring jumping up and down and celebrating. But a really nice job by Brooks. He's a guy to watch. And, you know, I think that's keep an eye on him as we go forward. Um, saw K.J. Henry, the rookie, beat Cornelius Lucas to the inside on one rush. Andre Jones beat um, uh, Braden Daniels to the inside on the rush. Also showed some spin moves. Good job by those two. And then, um, you know, I saw Chris Paul go up against John Allen. Allen gets him off balance, gets him inside. And, you know, it's good to see Paul against guys like that because that's who he's going to have to play if he wants to try and win that job from Sadiq Charles. Uh, in the 11-on-11, closing this up, closing my uh, day out here, 11-on-11, St. Juice had one nice breakup of a deep ball to De'Ami Brown because of the way he rotated deep middle. So he's on the backside. The corners clear, or the receivers clear out there. His job rotate deep middle, ends up being able to deflect the ball away because he just made the right play. And again, I brought up the throw to McLaurin. That was the catch of the day. So there you go. Day one of four pads. Good, a lot of fun here with that. And, you know, they'll be back tomorrow. So will I. I will talk to you after practice on Wednesday. So talk to you next time.